Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Redat, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today by Lori Lindsay, former U.S. international midfielder on today's episode. We've got a couple news and notes to touch on before we go into a midweek preview. Heavy midweek match week for NWSL, not just one, not just two or three, but four games to get through and make some picks and talk about a little bit before we take some deep dives into everything a quick reminder to everyone joining us to watch all of our attacking third episodes previews recaps interviews on youtube you can subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third lori we're back at it buddy <laughs> yeah great to see you <laughs> how, you, how you doing this morning? I mean, great. I, I feel like I just saw you, which I did. So here we uh, go. <laughs> listen, uh, it's I said not not just one, not just two, not just three. You know, games. I feel that way about attacking third when we do our episodes <laughs> every it. week. It's like yeah, not just one, that. not just two. Sometimes it's three, three, four, five episodes a week. <laughs> we like to mix it up and keep it interesting here at attacking third. Uh, you listen, we got to. I wasn't too sure if you and I were going to hop on today and have some news to to chat about, but but we do some player movement and some some interesting uh, news drops from uh, some clubs throughout the early part of this week, and I I almost feel a little bit bad because you know Lisa's not here, she's on vacation still, not going to be able to react to some of these things. I'm curious about some of her her thoughts, but I'm going to ask you. We we saw to kick off this week. There were some transfer rumors. There were some rumors uh, with Olympic Lyon about, hey, they, they, they're going to need uh, a new defender in place. And in light of losing Mbok to, to an injury, who can they get to fulfill this role? What's going to happen? And there were some rumors floating around about some connections to, to NWSL. And then it was announced on Monday that center back uh, Vanessa Gio will actually go on loan to mm-hmm. Lyon through – uh, June 2023. And in the meantime, Angel City FC is going to retain her rights and essentially has extended her contract on this side of the pond through December 
of 2023. So thoughts on this? Yeah. Well, I think I was a little bit shocked because I thought one of the main reasons why she wasn't playing is because she was injured. So, um, and it does sound like she is, but um, sounds like it's mutual. And I'm obviously a big fan of like um, players going to and trying out new environments where they want to. So it sounds like a good move for, for Vanessa Gill. And also with Angel City, I think um, retaining her rights, but they have, you know, Paige Nielsen, um, Megan Reed, who has stepped in throughout this entire season. Then you had to think about like a Sarah Gordon that potentially is going to come back. So they sound like, you know, even though Vanessa Gill is going to be um, headed out for not quite a year, um, still in a good place, I think, in that center back position. And then we'll get Vanessa Gill back, um, what essentially seems after the World Cup next year. So sounds like good, good situation for all parties involved. And um, you know, as bummed as I like Vanessa Gill in the league, I'm excited to see what she does over at, in Lyon in France. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think you bring up in terms of like how a move like this falls you know, in between this cycle right now that we're just about to really embark on with, you know, the, this eight month buildup to the, the World Cup and then eventually what will be a, an Olympics shortly after that. And would imagine that if you're a player of that caliber, that this is something that's, you know, enticing to you as, as a player sort of maybe get that challenge uh, overseas and get some different looks, a different competition ahead of something like a like a World Cup. So exciting to see what, what comes out of that for, for yeah. Leon and for a player uh, like Shield. But uh, not just Angel City announcing some player movement. Uh, Washington Spirit making the announcement that rookie forward Tanaya Alexander is uh, transferring to France as well. Going to be with Montpellier Herald. Excuse me, I do not speak French, but uh, she's also going to make a departure as well. So there's a, that's a bit of different compared to, to Gilles, Laura. This one is talking about that there's a, there was an agreed-upon transfer fee between mm-hmm. the two clubs that was announced on uh, this morning, quite frankly, before we even hopped on to, to this live. Uh, I mean, Alexander, you know, hasn't gotten too much time with the Spirit this season. Makes sense, mm-hmm. this move. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think just exactly what you were saying, right? Like, I mean, I think when you look at the players right now for Washington, even though um, not the results, and we've talked about that, they've wanted. I mean, you look at the, that front line where Alexander will be playing, it's tough to crack into. I mean, those are world-class players, and it's, it's not – there's not a lot of veteran players there either. There's some youth players that are playing majority of the minutes. So this allows a young player like Alexander um, – you know, rookie out of LSU, able to go get some more minutes, hopefully. And um, and then obviously an opportunity to always come back to the NWSL. So I yeah. think this is an exciting time, I've always said, in like women's soccer, because there are these opportunities, right? Go where – and just sometimes the, the fit works better elsewhere right now or you, you need those minutes. So good on her. And um, I had an additional thought about Gilles too just now. Yeah. Not to retreat back, but going to, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, for a player that had been injured as well, I think now gives her, if she is recovering or recovered, now she has, you know, months, whereas yeah. in WSL, we have about a month left in the league and then it would be off season. So now this gives her kind of a springboard to get more minutes, get back into playing and um, 90 minutes um, fit, obviously leading into the 2023 season, which will be important for a lot of players who are playing at the international level. So, starts to make more and more sense when you start feeling back the layers too. 
Yeah, I would imagine that. I mean, you could probably speak to this as well as being a former pro. Like, I would imagine that stuff like that is also discussed in these loans, like, right, pending a physical or pending, yeah. you know, so exactly. like that. Obviously, those conversations were probably had and in, in light of a move like this being made. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Certainly all of those things would be being hashed out. But excited for both of these players. I mean, I hope, um, you know, do well, both of them in France. Yeah, and that's a good point I think you make about Alexander that even though it's kind of like a more of a not alone, it's actually a transfer to Dundee that she's going overseas to, to France. That doesn't necessarily close the chapter on, um, you know, a potential return to, to NWSL. I, I would imagine with the new CBA and, and something like free agency, if she eventually does want to make her way in, into the league, what that looks like. Is it going to be with the spirit? Is it going to be uh, with, with another team down the line? I don't know. We'll see. Something yeah, that will have to She's a goal scorer too. I had the yeah. um, privilege of calling a lot of her games at LSU last year, and she's fun. I mean, and we just haven't been able to see that consistently, given you know the players that are in front of her right now. But she can score some goals, and I really hope that that shines for her because she has the quality in and around to like be a game changer. Yeah, I love uh love watching players like sort of maybe navigate a rookie season in NWSL and then find mm-hmm. themselves in a different league, and then find themselves back into returning to tender. So, I mean, look what we're seeing with, with somebody like Maria Sanchez, right? Like yep. leaving for a little bit, coming on back. And yeah. now she's, you know, week in and week out. She's week in and week out. One of these like players that you're constantly like, talking about. So, so maybe this is another one of those players that we'll have to keep an eye on in terms of their, their career and the, the next steps. Uh, another bit of news that, that dropped this morning specifically wasn't necessarily involving uh, player movement, but it is some, some club to club news that should be, discuss the Chicago Red Stars announcing uh, that they have are launching a strategic alliance with BFL Wolfsburg women interesting phrasing of uh, of this partnership uh, they announced uh, that the strategic alliance will see the two clubs collaborate and coordinate technical and business resources and create new global business opportunities between the two organizations yeah interesting uh, yeah, not too sure how to to di- dissect uh, this one. You know, um, the, essentially saying that as as interest continues to grow around women's soccer, that the two clubs will essentially further expand their mark on the game within and outside of their domestic league. So, is this you know perhaps something where we're going to see these two teams, uh, you know? maybe have a fixture or two against each yeah. other. You know, we've seen out of angel city specifically these, mm-hmm. um, these kind of partnerships that we saw that they, they're connecting specifically with Mexican soccer. So we saw them have uh, an exhibition game against Tigres Feminil. We mm-hmm. saw them have, uh, you know, launch Copa Angelina, which is, you know, a direct partnership with, with, you know, Mexican Federation football. They're going to be playing games mm-hmm. against the Mex, the senior Mexican women's national team. Um, so there, within this announcement, there, there isn't discussion about like, Hey, there's going to be um, fixtures or friendlies taking place between these two clubs. But I, I wouldn't say that that's something that's possibly out of the realm, you know, a possibility yeah. in a partnership. No, like we, want. <laughs> we want that yeah why not, why not awesome. Bundesliga, right yeah i'm like let's do it do you get the sense at all i mean i know you just saw that um blurb come through but do you get the sense that this could be any sort of partnership in terms of like transitioning of players as we saw with a little bit with like ol rain and quite possibly i mean i mean before before angel city's arrival right mm-hmm. there was the massive partnership between the rain 
in Olympic Lyon. And that was, you know, uh, that involved straight up inclusion of, of new like new ownership yeah. and and decision making and and obviously what was a rebrand and now we're sort of seeing a little bit of that unofficial uh partnership in terms of player to club and club and player player kind of so you know we saw um you know last year specifically with a flurry of of players coming into to OL Reign, whether it was, you know, Eugenie Le Somer or yeah. Jennifer Marozan or Sarah Buadi, and then the impact that they had for OL Reign uh, down the stretch of, of last season. So yeah, listen, if this is, if this is shout out to eat, <laughs> to sleep, eat, repeat, I feel <laughs> you on that. If this is a way to get somebody like Lena Oberdorf into the NWSL, specifically for the Chicago Red Stars, I'm, I'm here for that. That's, yeah. uh, oh, that's amazing. My favorite in the Euros, get her over here. Yeah. <laughs> That was like Germany was they were on a on madness yeah. mode, right? Absolute madness mode in, in, in the Euros. Uh, curious to see if that's something um, that would you know is going to lead uh, into into this for for both teams. Because on the one side, it's like, hey, here's a lot of excitement about and hypothetical things about like, hey, is there a possibility for for players to start filtering intent to be sold? But you know, I'm curious if there's a possibility for players who are interested in going overseas having an outlet. In Wolfsburg, you know, mm-hmm. what does that mean yeah. for some of the younger players on the Chicago Red Stars team? Yeah, who have obviously stepped up this season in light of you know, kind of having so many departures in their in their off season. So, very curious to see how uh, this type of partnership continues to to evolve or what they're going to show in terms of the evolution of announcing this. Um, Arnim Whistler, the primary only saying within this release that this was apparently a partnership that they were working on um, over a year. Uh, yeah. Just, just interesting. Usually stuff like that is like, God, I love women's soccer. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just kind of like, oh, okay. I was just oh, like, a... <laughs> and here it is. And here it is finally being announced towards the uh, end of the scene. So uh, we'll see something to definitely keep an eye on and ask more about. And hopefully we'll get some more information uh, around that as the season continues to, to wind down and really wind down. We got two weeks left, Lori. There's not a lot of time here in this no, season. No, no, no. We, in fact, there's there's midweek matchups that are happening. We got four games that we got to preview and make picks on, and we're gonna do that for everybody. But we're gonna take a quick break first. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's chat NWSL midweek action. What did I say? Not just one, not just two, but four games to keep an eye on tomorrow. If you're joining us live, these are all going to be kicking off on Wednesday, the 21st. Let's start right at the top. We've got New Jersey, New York FC going up against OL Reign. They're going to be kicking things off at 7 p.m. Loring. 
Oh, rain on the road in this one. They're looking kind of lethal, but similar to Chicago, similar to Angel City. They haven't been able to get out of that fifth seed. We haven't been able to see them make that leap a little bit higher. They've been fluctuating very slightly, but mostly steadfast at number five. When you look at Gotham, we're looking at a team that's coming out a little bit differently week to week, playing competitively, making scorelines interesting, more narrow scorelines that we're seeing from this Gotham FC side. Uh, What are you looking at out of these two games? Um, I think, you know, I think this is always an interesting time to be playing Gotham because they've lost it. What are they? Unfortunately, a record, right? I think it's 13 um, losing streak, but at the same time, um, I feel there's something about this OL rain team. I feel like there's an energy behind them. I think we've heard them say a few of them say it in like press conferences, conferences as well, that they're like, we're here to like win a championship. Right. So I think that there's this extra motivation. Um, not that I hasn't been there in the years previous. Right. Um, but yeah. I think they'll be pissed still about last year, losing to Washington at home in the semifinals. There's, you know, you're seeing Rose Lavelle, Megan, <laughs> you know, some of these veteran players step up in a, a period of time where you're just like, listen, it's go time. We're not messing around. Um, however, I, I, I think that they, there, this is a midweek game. Wednesday games, I feel like, are always tough when you're on the road as well, um, going against a, a Gotham team that has, quite frankly, quite a few weapons up top. So I, I was thinking about this game thinking it's about the midfield battle. If you have – if Jess Fleshock's back, you have a fresh Jess Fleshock who didn't play last game. Um, does Quinn get another get the start again? Um, what does that look like? But they are going, in my opinion, have to control the midfield. They're going to have to keep possession of rain and just limit – I think any transitional moments, because when yeah. you think about Purse, Anamanu, Monahan up top for Gotham, that's when they're, even Christy Mewis coming out of the midfield, that's when they're most dangerous. So uh, keep possession, win the midfield battle, and allow for your outside backs to to cause some problems um, going forward where they've been the most dangerous. So, so are you going all rain in this one? Yeah, I'm going with all rain. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I feel I'm like, also, I'm like, listening also, I do feel like as a player too, and I'll say this in the next couple of games too, you're not going into these games being like, okay, if we get three points, that moves us up to 35 or 34 points. Like no one's actually having that specific conversation. You're like, we need to get the job done. We need to, even if it's not pretty, you get the three points on the road, you get some sort of result, right? Those yes. are the conversations that will be happening. And oh, Rain for sure will know that. And I think they also know if they can get the three points, that puts them in a way more secure place in this tight playoff race. Um, so I'm going with Oil Rain. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going with Oil Rain in this one too. Although, listen, I'm here to to for you and I to make the, the mutual pick, but to also be absolutely incorrect. How much of a upset would that be Huge. Gotham FC get that elusive win mm-hmm. against the team like OL Reign? And I've been saying it these last several games too. Like I wouldn't put past Gotham. I mean, this team is much better than their record shows, right? They yeah. really are. And just haven't gotten the, the the luck to fall their way in, in a lot of ways. And so I wouldn't put it past it. I'm still going with OL Reign given the stakes right now for them. Um but like, given our picks and how woeful those last weekend, I wouldn't be surprised too if Gotham comes yeah. out with a win. So, I think it sums up the year and 
if they do get the win on how, how bonkers and wild it's been. So I, I, I am curious. I mean, when, when you're a team, like you made a good point right now, like if, if you're one of these teams, you're not going in there and having that certain type of, of mentality around it or attitude around it. But I am curious if like with, with what's potentially a, a quick turnaround, a heavier match load for uh, yeah. a team like the rain, like if maybe they do have a shift in mentality and they're like, is this a game that you look at in your week ahead and say, this is the game where we're walking out of and we're getting all three points. Yeah. Cause these are the game changers. The, the ones that aren't easy against teams that, um, you know, it's not the one versus two, right. Matchups is not in front of your home crowd, but these are like the, the things that change your season or put you in the best position possible to win championship. And you also get a really good understanding of what you're made of because it might not be pretty. Right. And you have to play a little bit differently. Like I said, win that midfield battle, score the goals early. If you can put this game out of reach. Um, but yeah, these are the ones that like you rely on. So I think still giving it OL rain. Yeah, I feel that 100%. Uh, I mean, look, Rose Lavelle and, and, and Megan Rapino have been putting together some spectacular individual performances in some of these recent games. I would imagine that they might be given some some space and some pockets to to utilize and continue to have some some highlight-worthy moments. But we'll see. I'd love to come on here and, and talk about an upset as well. We've got Orlando Pride and North Carolina Courage going head-to-head as well. Also at 7 p.m. Eastern. Look, we got a battle of two teams on the outside looking in here, Lori. And quite frankly, brink of elimination if you're on the Orlando Pride side and perhaps maybe a little bit of different energy if you're looking at things on the, on the Courage side. Uh, coming off of a loss in North Carolina after going on a, a three-game win streak and Pride have, have cooled off a, a little bit going mm-hmm. after going on that undefeated streak of their own. So I'm a little curious as to what we're going to see in this one. Is this the type of match that we might see some 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 moments and momentum of, of desperation perhaps between these two? Who are you, who are you picking in, in this one? Lord. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with North Carolina. I'm going with North Carolina and the fact that like similar to an oil rain except Obviously, North Carolina is sitting outside that playoff race currently. But I, it's North Carolina is a team, you know, that has, to me, again, how good they are is not reflected in, in where they're sitting right now in their, their the playoff race or outside the playoff race. And I think, you know, this North Carolina team is, even though they've lost some, you know, lost some critical games and haven't been, I think, as steady defensively as we've seen them in years past. It's still a core group that knows what it takes to win. They won the Challenge Cup earlier this year. Yeah. They had, you know, have multiple NWSL championships under their belt. And they're still a good enough group in that mix that's used to that. And, you know, quite frankly, they could have won that game against O.L. Reign. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing that I think about with this matchup is I'm curious about where Orlando is mentality-wise right now. Um, three straight losses. Yeah. And I was looking at a, um, a stat that I actually didn't know just off the top of my head, but they don't have any players that have more than two goals. So this is the first season where a team right now currently doesn't have at least one player that has three or more goals. So they really heavily rely on a team as a whole. So I think that's what's going to um, be required in this game, whereas North Carolina – um, not that not that Orlando doesn't have game changers. So I very much believe that they do. But I think North Carolina, you can pick out any of those three up top of Ordonez, Caroline, Dabinia. And when two of them are off, the other one's on, right? When um, other two are off, another one's on. So you have a little bit more flexibility in your attack to get the job done. And yeah. so I think that 
in, um, in conjunction with um, North Carolina is going to be pissed about that oil rain loss and knowing that, you know, listen, we're not far off of getting into the, the playoffs. We're, we're, we're here to make this statement and this is a, a, this is an opportunity for us. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I just think if you're, yeah, if you're on the Orlando side of things, it's a, it's a much different streak that you find yourself in than you were just a month ago. Right. They're yeah. on a three game losing skid um, coming off, you know, that, that most recent loss and North Carolina, you know, nothing to, I don't think they did. They don't have a whole much, much to a whole lot to hang their head down upon from that previous loss against O.O. rain. You know, yeah. I thought that was a pretty, pretty competitive um, match, but between the two sides and it wasn't, you know, uh, for lack of chances in, in the final third, I think yeah. for either team, especially North Carolina, I do wonder if maybe that's a game that they're looking at and, and motivated, you know, by themselves saying like, Hey, like maybe there was a real opportunity for us to, to make some some pretty big noise in, in this playoff race. And we kind of dropped the the ball on that, you know, not still having that two, one scoreline, but having that be by a forced own goal, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, maybe you're challenging your attack with that saying like, Hey, we actually didn't score any goals mm-hmm. in this game. What are yeah. we going to do against this Orlando pride side? So, you know, we're, we're doing this, the, the, you know, on Tuesday morning going live with everyone. So we don't have, you know, the availability reports just yet, but, you yeah. know, curious if, if Orlando, you know, still has somebody like Aaron McLeod out, you know, that I think is going to be a big, big factor for that team going up against, you know, that type of attack. So, uh, We'll see, but I'm I'm going with courage um, in this one as well uh, to to get all three points. Uh, we've got Portland Thorns versus Racing Louisville FC. We're getting into some NWSL after dark action here, Lori. This one's going to be kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. You got a winner in this one? Yeah, I'm not sure any of us like the after dark, but then we secretly then we secretly love it too. So we're like, hell oh, yeah, bring it on. There's two games. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to go with this general theme that we've been going with, which is um, kind of the teams that know what's at stake. And so Portland, they get yeah. the win here at home. I think they'll be pretty upset about um, not necessarily the performance, but not getting the result yeah. for the full three points. 29 shots, huge credit to AD French um, for, for keeping those out of the back of the net. But know that they have to do better when you have that many opportunities on goal. I think they'll be pissed about that. I think when you yeah. have – Two players like Weaver and Sophia Smith each had seven opportunities in that game. They'll be pissed individually and in, in their efforts um, just in, in terms of not scoring a goal, but um, still creating a lot of chances. So back at home, Portland, quick turnaround for them. But if they do win, sitting at first um, in that lone place in the NWSL. So I think, again, not that you're having those specific conversations, but you do know what's at stake and you're, you want a home field advantage. Um, yeah in the, in the playoffs. So you're going for it. If you're- yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think we're, we're going to get a result in this one and it's going to go, you know, by way of uh, Portland Thorns. Mm-hmm. I'm eager to see uh, Sophia Smith, uh, turn it on against uh-huh. a, a team like a team like racing. They listen, they're, they, they, they're coming off of, I'm sure what's uh 
you know, um, a, a win that kind of maybe shifted their mentality. It feels good to get a win after not having had one since May twenty yeah. second, right? If you're mm-hmm. if you're racing Louisville, so um, it's good to sort of have that momentum going into a game like this. But you've got a Portland Thorns side that that's coming off of of a, of a draw, a disappointing one at that one. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like very close to sort of stealing all three points, and then they got two stolen away from them as, as goals yeah. came very late within like the final six minutes of that game against Kansas. The city so I'm, I'm eager to see Sophia Smith get one or two or a couple in the back yeah. of, of the net in, in, in this game keep that golden boot right? yeah, that's what I was gonna say the golden boot this is what we're actually here for right <laughs> yeah no and I, and I like that from a, a sleepy repeat you know you yeah. Jordan Bloomer and, and Parker going to get some pitch time and we talked about that on the racing side of things like what are these final stretch of games going to look like for that franchise in the second year of their existence in NWSL. This is really about setting things up for next year. Are you going to continue to, to roll with your usual suspects in a game like this against Portland, or will you start to, to maybe give your depth, uh, your, your bench a couple, a couple more minutes, you know, in a game like this, I, I'm, listen, I'm not, not going to pretend to know what Bjorka Yarin has got <laughs> up his sleeve. I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, uh, that would be worth our time either. Um, yeah, we two are done, you know, sort of trying to, to figure yeah. uh, that out. But like like I said, I'm, I'm going to be keeping probably a closer eye uh, on Portland in this game just because of their place in the standings and, and their push in, in, in the playoff table. Yeah. You know, entering this midweek in fourth place, a win could potentially get them back into first place before they go into their weekend fixture. So, so we'll see. You and I both going – Portland Thorns in yeah. this one. Last one, Laurie. We've got Angel City FC <laughs> going up against Washington Spirit. Two teams announcing the player movement are closing out action on midweek. This one kicking off at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you have your late night snacks ready to go for, yeah. for this one. When, when you're looking at these two teams, again, we got two bottom of the ta- uh, bottom half of the table type of teams. Angel City, similar to what I was saying about Old Rain, have been hovering in this seventh place seed for weeks. Have been unable to kind of maybe get some ground and, and make that leap to propel themselves into the upper half of the table. And you've got the Washington Spirit. Mm-hmm miraculously and mathematically not eliminated out of playoff contention, but still need a madness of things to happen. When you're looking at these two teams, you got a winner and why? Yeah, this was a tough one for me because, you know, for the, uh, I'm just looking at the trajectory and I mean, I I hate, I can't believe we have to say it, but this is maybe (laughs) the first time that the schedule is in favor of the Washington spirit this year. (laughs) Like, there was so much talk early on about goodness gracious they were like in such trouble because they it was like random Mondays were like are the are the spirits playing so um, and now it's Angel City that's coming off of that five game road road trip scoreless in the last two even though Washington is traveling I feel like the trajectory we're starting to see a little bit more glimpses of the the spirit team that we're used to seeing um, yeah. Sanchez a goal and two assists in the last three games. Um, I'm going with Washington and um, it's a tough goal. I can see this one being a draw and I can also see, you know, it's an interesting one in terms of why this is tough because Angel City there, when you think they're out, they're not. Oh my goodness. It's back, And it's like massive credit to them, massive credit to their fan base. They're back at home now. I'm, expect nothing less for them, them except for that fan base to show up like you've never seen before and 
Um, but I do feel like something about this Washington spirit team um, really knowing what's at stake as well. And so does Angel City, but I think the trajectory of where uh, Washington has been and you know, so freshness of a, a new coach coming in too for them. Yeah. Um, I'm going, I'm going to Washington. Okay. Listen, I, I respect the energy in that one. This, this was the game that was also sending me back and forth as well. When I was looking at the four different matches that we had yeah. to make picks for on a Wednesday, uh, I was like, which one of these games, there's gotta be one of these games yeah. that has that typical midweek, and you know what i think i want to stick with my gut and go with the draw in this one but i feel you on the spirit i was like is this the game where they continue to 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 make the 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 maddening math even more mad for the (laughs) playoff push because like we said like their job right now is to just win they have to win out and while everything else sort of happens around them and I'm just a little bit curious. We're going to continue to see that. I'm, I'm rooting for the chaos because who, we, yeah. we love that type of stuff here. It gives us so much stuff to talk about. But I do wonder if this one does have the makings of a draw. But I And I do think it might be a, a low-scoring one as well. I'm really eager to see this turn into a goalkeeper battle. And I won't be surprised yeah. if it does. We've got Aubrey Bledsoe in, 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 one, in, in one corner of the net for the Spirit. Okay. And Didi Heritage, who I think has been having a really, really good yeah. second half of the season for Angel City specifically. She's really been turning it on at the right time for this team. So who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe I'll be right in this one. Maybe I'll get the draw and maybe it'll be a low scoring one as well because we'll get to see some fantastic saves in a match like this. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to come back together and meet up and talk about the picks and talk about the results and see if we were correct or incorrect. And listen, again, rooting for the chaos. We'd love to come on here and talk about massive, <laughs> massive upsets in midweek madness for nwsl thanks everybody for joining us we appreciate you all hopping on and being with us and listening to us make our picks throughout the matches thanks so much for listening to attacking third as always download follow and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast apple podcast spotify google podcast and so many more places please subscribe to us on youtube to know whenever we go live and Lori and i will be back on thursday with so much more for Sandra Herrera and Lori Lindsay, this was Attacking Third. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrified. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+.